introduce our guest. We have got Cameron Goodall. Very, very exciting. He is in a show coming up at the Arts Centre Melbourne called The Sound of Falling Stars, which mm. features 31 of mo- the most beloved voices of the 20th century, anyone from Elvis Presley to Kurt Cobain, mm. and all performed by one singer and actor. Cameron, welcome to the studio. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. It's nice and cool here in the studio. Absolutely. Outside. I'm very happy to be here. Mm. It's so exciting you have this um, show coming up. It's from the 28th of Feb till the, sec- the 3rd of March. Um, you said that you have done this show before. Can you tell our listeners a little bit of what, about the, uh, what it's about? Yeah, mm. sure. So you mentioned in your intro there that I play 31 characters. Mm. They're all real people who lived mm-hmm. and died. Oh, effectively, ostensibly, they died too young. Okay. Um, in our show, the age cutoff is sort of uh, if you died younger than Elvis, then you can be in our show. Uh, so, so that, that's a, it's morbid a, cutoff, yeah. but okay, fair it is, enough. It's a bit morbid, but Elvis died at forty-two, uh, so it's still pretty young. Yeah, um, absolutely. So our show charts a course from Hank Williams, the great country singer, uh, who died in the fifties, uh, through to Kurt Cobain in the nineties, and um, there's a lot of different interesting personalities through there. There's a lot of similarities that they have. A lot of them had like difficult childhoods or they had this kind of like deep down need for love more than your average human being like they sought love through you know thousands and thousands of people millions mm-hmm. of fans yeah um yeah so it's a fascinating show to do the research phase for it was incredible yes i got I this was phone call ask. from the director robin archer who's like a bit of an arts legend yeah um and she called me and said oh, i'd actually just finished doing the lion king the musical i did that for about three years and yeah. i was completely knackered and had decided to have a year off and just be a stay-at-home dad. And she called me and said, I'm thinking of doing a male version of this thing that I did years ago called A Star Is Torn, where I played all these amazing female artists that died too soon. Yeah. I said, I know that. I studied that when I was at uni. Oh, and no she way. she said, oh, geez, you're making me feel old. Anyway, she premiered that show in 1979, which is the year I was born. And then so there was a symmetry there that appealed to her. Anyway, so she said, here's a couple of artists, or maybe five or six of them, have a look, um, mm-hmm. have a listen to them, and then come in and we'll do something like an audition. Really, it was like two or three days of work. It wasn't like a 15-minute in-you-go audition for a few people. It yeah. was like a sort of a really more involved kind of look at the material. So that was Mario Lanza, the operatic tenor, Bon Scott from ACDC, um, Jim Morrison from The Doors, Elvis... And Hank Williams. So completely and, different voices. Yeah, totally How did you different. manage to get on top of all those different types of well, I music? Just, mm. I just studied them. A lot of them I already knew. I grew up playing in bands with my dad and yeah. and played a lot of the kind of golden oldies that are in the show. Um, but And others I grew up loving. Like I grew up loving Kurt Cobain. Like, like pretty much anyone my age was certainly aware of him and was influenced by him to some degree. Um, and so, yeah, I, I went into this thing going, all right, well, I was going to have a year off. I'm still going to have a year being a stay-at-home dad, but I'll just research this project in all of my spare time. So my son, Huxley, who's waiting outside the studio now, um, he and I, for that year, just did all this research together. So we would say, oh, today, today's going to be Elvis Day. Okay. And so we'd watch some Elvis YouTube videos and you know, kind of talk about Elvis and then I'd like try and dress him as Elvis for fun or whatever. And, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun, actually. It was great. Yeah. And so it, I kind of convinced myself it was good because he was getting a bit of a musical education because the, the range of stuff that's in the show is, in a way, it's like a musical document for all of the amazing um, music that's it's part like of our popular culture. It's like an encyclopedia of music almost. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's amazing. Um, 
Well, one thing I wanted to ask you, Cameron, is um, do you play these songs in chronological order or is there a certain style that um, goes along with it? The show sort of proceeds basically in chronological order, but mm. it does sort of move around a little bit. The record skips every now and again because <laughs> it, that's one shape through the show, but the other shape is that it's looking at the way that these guys um, died. It, it looks at the kind of the cause of their deaths and, and in doing that it looks at what they lived for. Sorry, we had a light go yeah. in the studio outside, guys. I'm just checking on um, Cameron's two kids there. Yeah, yeah they seem all they're right. They're all good. We get yeah. a thumbs up, they're fine. <laughs> yeah. They'll soon let us know if they're not. Mm. Um, yeah, so there's, there's various sort of shapes or kind of arcs through the show, the way that we organise this material, because there's so much stuff. Mm. I mean, you can disappear down, like, YouTube wormholes with any number of these guys, mm. um, and there's countless books to read. But, yeah, so there's this shape which is basically chronological, um, which charts the course of the development of popular music. But then there's also a shape that, that looks at how the way they die changes and it becomes more and more intense. So mm -hmm. in the early years, these guys are kind of having heart attacks or they're kind of spending too much time on the road or mm. you know they really want to do the next gig. So they, mm. so they invest in a jet, but it's a secondhand jet and the jet mm -hmm. crashes and they die in a plane. You know, it's, mm. I mean, it's tragic, but um, it's not as full on as what's happening later on when you get mm. to the counterculture and you get people like Jim Morrison uh, there's an ex expansion of mindset happening there. Mm. Um, and, you know, um, Bon Scott and these people, they're, they're sort of hell-bent in a mm. way. And then you get a group of guys that are murdered, like John Lennon. And, mm. and then... Um, Heavy stuff in the middle yeah, there. Yeah, and yeah. then you come out the other side and, and then these guys are just really just going hell for leather. You get someone like Sid Vicious, who was actually a big Elvis fan, unbelievably. Sid Vicious <laughs> from the Sex Pistols. And then you get Kurt Cobain, who was a Sid Vicious fan and an Elvis fan. So it's kind of like a legacy, yeah. like a sort of path that you can see through the show, the way like that these guys... Yeah, like a um, Yeah, they're all connected and they're kind of... In a way, the path was laid by Elvis, that you could be immortalised as some sort of rock god, pick up a guitar, you know, go for it. Have you tried passing on that same legacy to your kids and um, do you bring them along to your shows to play? I do, yeah. They haven't seen this one because there's a bit too much language mm. in it. Um, although, they, I mean, they have... They, they know a lot of the material now. Mm. Um, and they yeah. are quite young. I just want to mention to our listeners, yeah. they're, how they, old are they? They are rather young. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> My son is four. Yeah. So the, one who, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the son who's getting the musical education is a baby, basically. <laughs> but he, you know... Probably very very entertaining for the both of you, though. At the moment, the Doors are like his favourite band, so... Oh, brilliant. Wow. Oh, I'm okay with that. That's Musical right. education of dreams. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Actually, my mum, she um, grew up in the like, 70s and 80s, and her favourite music was actually the Beach Boys. Oh. So it's so a slightly daggy sort of pop music, oh, that's which is interesting. There's nothing daggy about no, the no, Beach I, Boys. No, no, I love the Beach Boys too. Pet Sounds is one of the best albums of all time. Absolutely. We're a Beach Boys household now. It's great. <laughs> very good, very good. Mm. Um, you do play so many different personalities in this show. Do you have one that you prefer over the rest, or that that's more fun or enjoyable to play? Portray? Yeah, sure. Um, a lot of them are really fun. Bon Scott's a lot of fun. Um, Sid Vicious is fun. The guys that are sort of more hell bent are a lot of fun. Yeah. But and but I still, I get a lot of joy out of doing the guys that are perhaps less known, like Nick Drake, who is an incredible sort of folk singer, um, and a guy called Phil Oakes, who okay. was a folk protest singer. Uh, he played gigs, with, like... played gigs with Bob Dylan. He was he was quite oh, wow. big, but nobody yeah. seems to know him. It seems like over time he's just sort of disappeared. Mm. But his catalogue of songs is absolutely incredible. So one of the great things about this show is that, yes, it's got these artists that people know, but it's got some that are a bit more obscure. Yes. And people come to it and they... They you know, enjoy the show, but then they walk away and go, well, now I'm going to investigate that artist, you know. It's almost a musical education for your audience as well. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, our aim isn't to educate. Our aim yes. is to, you know, let people have an incredibly great time celebrating this 
these this group of artists that collectively die too soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, uh, yeah, you did mention the amount of research that you did put in. Has that you said that you did the show? You've done it once before. Yeah, Have you had a to couple go times, back actually. and do the research again to great get a deeper understanding of these characters or have yep. you used like what what's your process of this, yes, reinventing the, this show one of the benefits of doing the show before and we did it about a, well, nearly a year ago um first and then we took it to new zealand and we sort of toured around a little bit one of the benefits of revisiting it is is, is that as you say it's like the chance to go oh what didn't i do that mm. first time that i can really improve upon and the i keep listening to the artists and so i keep discovering things about them and and really it's the sort of show i'll probably do for years to come i think and just, you know continue to try and master aspects of each of their personalities yeah but uh, it's probably worth saying that the, i don't impersonate the guys because yeah. when you talk about a show like where i'm playing 31 different people you could get the impression that I, i'm trying to sort of yeah do impersonations but they're not they're sort of like i'm, I'm conjuring aspects of them that yeah. are useful to that overall arc of the show that we were talking about earlier um yeah, rather than sort of impersonating. It's about shining a particular light on each of them. That's mm. a very good point. Okay, um, Cameron, we're almost out of time. Um, just a reminder that Sound of Falling Stars will be shown on the... What are the dates again, Dana? They are the 28th of February to the 3rd of March mm -hmm. at the Melbourne Arts Centre. That's right. And where can we find more information on the show and um, tickets? Uh, I reckon go to the website, which mm. is the Vic Arts Centre website. Yeah. Yep, mm -hmm. so Arts Centre melbourne.com.au mm -hmm. you can just look up the sound of falling stars and you'll be able to see Cameron at those dates Cameron good all thank you so much for coming in we thank really you. do appreciate it oh what a pleasure and we'll be at the show so absolutely I'll yeah. see you then I can't thank wait you. Um, before we throw to our first song I should remind listeners we are active on social media so please chuck us a like on Facebook Art Smitten page um, we're also on Instagram and Twitter you can follow us at Art underscore smitten and you can also um download podcasts of the show at omni.fm and we should have um cameron's interview up very shortly 